Hi, this is Shannon Torrance, and this is Magic is Real. Today my interview is with Felice DiMartino. You know how we all say kind of casually, I could get hit by a truck tomorrow? That actually happened to Felice. And when she did get hit by a truck at one of the most difficult times in her life, Felice had a near-death experience. Felice is here to share with us what she learned after visiting the other side. I love this woman. She has so much great insight to share. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Elise DiMartino. Hello, and Hello. welcome to Magic is Real. This is Felice DiMartino, everyone. Um, I'm so honored to have her on the show. I heard of you. I heard your interview with Jeff is it Jeff Mara or Jeff Mara? We aren't sure. But the mm. Jeff Mara podcast, I'm going to say, which I recommend everyone check out on YouTube. Um, your story was compelling. I'm so excited to hear it firsthand and for you to share it with everybody. So I just want to introduce you and say thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Shannon, for having me. I love that you're doing this. It's my And just sharing pleasure. the information, finding a vehicle, because this information is intended to be shared. You know, it's... it's um, yeah, I agree. So what I'd like to start off with is I want to know who is Felice DiMartino? Where, before you had your near-death experience, what was your life like? What were your spiritual beliefs? What, what, what path were you on? Anything you'd like to share about, you know, where you came from, what you were into? I'd let, I want to know all about you. So before the accident slash incident, um, I had a career as a Montessori teacher and educator for over 25 years. I had built my career up to be speaking at conferences and working, consulting for training centers and um, really expanding what I was doing in that realm. And I'm a mom. And my, so I was a mom and um, my kids had gone off to college a few years before the accident, um, both of my second one out of the house. And I was very active, nonstop, wake up in the morning, go to spin class, go to work, do yoga, go to CrossFit. Like I, every day it was two super fit activities a day. It was like constantly going yet in my work. I was called to be very present and mindful with who a child was in front of me. So although I was nonstop moving, I still was able to have access to some presence in the day because I had to. I mean, at the same time, there was a lot of multitasking, right? I'm like doing kids and going to board meetings and having to keep track of my team and all of that. Um, my spiritual beliefs and practices, you know, I've, I've had a meditation practice for many, many years and it, I would go in and out of it. I would be super disciplined for a while and then I would fall off and then I'd be super disciplined. And I really was in this mode of moving meditation, like going to spin class or getting on my mat, even if it was hot power yoga, like that, that was more how I, how I accessed all of that. And about two years prior to the accident, two and a half years prior, I think it was, I 
was thrust into what I call resiliency boot camp. And major things happened in a very short amount of time, um, which cracked me open in a new way. And, you know, I had grown up in a loving, supportive family. Like I didn't have any major trauma. I think we all have micro traumas that we don't even register as micro traumas, but it's in there subconsciously or maybe consciously that we don't think, oh, wow, it's, it's not this huge thing, yet it can affect us in big ways we don't realize. And I also, I never had any major conscious trauma. And until this period for a few years where I was in, in a short time, I was dealing with my partner at the time, infidelity, he had an affair, um, my house had a fire, all my jewelry got stolen, then my house had a flood, I had surgery on my, in, on my knee, I um, became an empty nester, like all of these things, boom, 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 kept happening. And I lost sight of myself, I lost my identity, really, yet I always knew underneath something was there like I held on to that distant remembering of that place inside and and I, my spiritual I took a leave of absence from work and my spiritual practice really became um, more about gratitude and going going through the the ashes to emerge right like mm -hmm. doing some really hard work and just as I came out of that, the accident happened. And I see how I co-created it um, because when all of that stuff was happening, I know I'm going off on a tangent, when Perfect. all of that stuff was happening, there was this um, desire that was generated inside of me, not from my ego, but just this leaning into that knowing place inside that somehow if I could use all of my experience of the resilient of all the things that I had just been through to help another person in some way that it would all be it would make more sense right it would be worth it I either wanted to move into doing something like that or expand upon what I was doing at work yeah. with being present and mindful with small people and those that care for them. And I was kind of frozen in time. I didn't do any of it. And I could see and smell it and taste it. Like I could see what I wanted to be doing, yet I was kind of stuck and I wasn't taking action. So the universe dope slapped me and gave me an opportunity to show up in a different way. Yeah. I mean, not a way I necessarily would have shows it's the how we don't know yeah. how it's going to happen it's so i know that was a very long roundabout it actually answer. makes perfect sense it it actually it 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 shows that you did have some awareness of the mm -hmm. fact that this was a life challenge that you had to go through and you did have enough awareness to say okay i'm going to take this as an opportunity and i'm going to find the gratitude in it and it really sounds like you actually did have it sounds like you did have a lot of awareness already um, inherently just from whatever inner work you had been doing and that you 
we're able to at least, I mean, those are some pretty life shattering events that happened to you. Um, and I can understand your whole foundation is just shook. Now, a lot of people wouldn't even have an ounce of that um, self-awareness or that um, spiritual awareness to say, okay, I'm being thrown these challenges and um, how do I be resilient? And here are the tools that I can use. Um, some people just don't have those tools yet. They don't know. So it feels like you were already sort of on the path, which is why I do find it so interesting that the universe presented this to you in the way that it did. So um, tell us what did happen. Yeah, I, just one more thing about that. Yeah. As I'm hearing you say it back is, I had spent time with a teacher from India. I mean, I had really delved deep into alternative living and, and spiritual practices and then kind of got, kind of put all of that aside, you know, and I was just like in life, I was in it. I was, and so, yeah, so that, so there was the foundation for that, mm -hmm. that then I was able to return to in a whole new way. Right. Okay. I'm going to um, close my eyes maybe because, you know, I'm really conscious and aware of when I share what happened, not getting to a place of repeating it by rote, yeah. you know, like yeah. by saying it um, many times or, you know, like just to really share from mm -hmm. my heart and from the experience. So on December 2nd, um, it was 2015. I was leaving work. I had stayed a little late to prep for, for a, a parent night the next night. And I left work. And I walked off campus. My car was parked off campus at a lot, in a lot, the school leased. And I walked to the corner to cross the light, to cross the crosswalk. And if I speak slow, it's, I have a, a mild traumatic brain injury. Mm -hmm. So it also takes a little while. I, the light turned red. I looked both ways. The cars had stopped. It was kind of, it was like dusk and it was drizzly out. Um, and I proceeded to cross the street. I was, I remember I was like looking down and towards the other corner mm -hmm. and up from behind me, a pickup truck, big pickup truck came from up behind me and made a left-hand turn and hit me in the crosswalk. And I vaguely remember um, feeling a thump and saying something's wrong mm -hmm. or something's not right, which is, I, that's a, a later thing because that was stuck in my neck as I turned it around, as I reenacted what happened and re it's, that's the whole body keeps the score thing. That's yeah. another conversation. So I was hit and the next thing I knew, it came to me later that I whipped my head around 
the next thing I knew, I was out of my body. I was looking down at the scene. I had this, I could see everywhere. I was pretty high. And there was like this bird's eye view of what was going on below. I had been, I don't know, 20, 30 feet from the crosswalk. And I looked like a chalk drawing. I was lying on my right side, kind of turned to the front, like on my front right side with my head cranked to the left. And there was three people that were standing there. And there were two women and a man. And the woman was hysterical. And I could see it, but not with my eyes. And I heard it, but not with my ears as mm -hmm. hearing. I could just see it and hear it, though, from some other sensorial experience. And I heard the woman who hit me was pretty hysterical and said that she called 911 and that she had hit me. And the other woman was, the man was telling the other woman, the other woman went to a um, diagonally to, to deal with the flow of traffic from the cross street that the woman had come down. And the next thing I knew, there were cars down the street starting to come. The next thing I knew, I was in another place entirely. And I don't know whether I traveled there or whether that emerged out from where I was. Whatever it was, I was in another place. And this other place, was complete blackness. It was not black. Um, it was black and it was also warm. It was nurturing. It was expansive. And at the same time, I felt held. Mm -hmm like as if I was in a cocoon, yet I was also expansive. And I was totally comfortable. There was no um, holding on. There was no um, worry or fear or gripping. I just, it just was. And the next thing that happened was a presence that came or came, I don't know if the presence came from somewhere else or emerged from the space. There was a presence other than my own that was very large and luminous and effervescent not effervescent, um, what's the word is um, effulgence, like this light, mm -hmm. like this beautiful brightness and this presence was there for me to help understand, to answer questions, to help show me things. And it was as if the 
presence put the way I describe it is like I the presence shared information with me at 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 light speed it's like there was no time in this place and in this experience yet it was as if I understood everything about my life and my circumstances at the time and also about being a human being and it, it's kind of like the way I describe it is like if you put your forehead to someone else's forehead and you know in an instant everything there is to know about their life or your life and and every like going through all direction of time and 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 understanding um and being able to see things in different ways that are uh that are beyond your conscious awareness when you're human. I, I just, there was lots of information shared. And at some point there was an urgency to come back to my body with this um, excitement and eagerness to integrate and to share and to apply all the information that had been shared. And I remember um, saying or assuring, or there was this sense of, I'm going to remember every everything. Mm -hmm. And then I started to come back into my body. And I remember being out of my body, partly out and partly in. And I remember hearing sounds and, I, and realizing that the sounds were coming from this body, although I wasn't feeling anything. Yeah. And I remember that this density and this weighted feeling of like being like uh, stuffed into a body. Like, although I was expansive and existing outside of my body at the same time, there was also a sense of like this genie being squeezed in a bottle. And I, when I fully came to, I mean, there was some going in and out of consciousness, like I remember hearing the sirens and saying, oh, the sirens are for me, but I wasn't like in my feeling physical body. And when I fully regained myself, I was being taken out of the ambulance into the trauma center and everything was so harsh. There was like lights and organized chaos and um, yeah, my head was bleeding and, and they didn't know where the blood was coming from. And it was like, I was like jolted back. And that's what happened. Wow. That's, that's really profound. Um, and I know that you said, first of all, that's not obviously the first time I've heard that same thing. I think we've all, anyone who's heard an NDE experience knows one of the main themes is that when they cross to the other side, there is a 
a, a, a sort of a, a way of knowing an osmosis, um, mm -hmm. and it's all telepathy. Obviously, yeah. you know, we're not we're not bodies, so we're not using our mouth to communicate. We're not using our hands to communicate. It's just this all knowing, and um, I think all of you that I've spoken with and all that I've heard have always sa have said the same thing that suddenly I just understood yeah how it all works there's it's not like someone has to diagram it out as we do here here we're trying to figure it out wait so what happens when you die you go to the, this level and are there different exactly. levels and there's some kind of a life review and it, it we're trying to understand it by our own paradigm which we can't because there's no time on the other side and how can we possibly understand that that doesn't make any sense to us so i will ask that when you um return um when you when you return and and i know we'll get into this because i'm not trying to jump too far ahead but i do want to know do you remember what you learned what you what you knew at that moment where everything flooded in do you still remember it today yeah there there are certain um you know when i came back i did a lot of writing um i was in rehab for a while and i had visiting nurses i mean i had a lot of fractures and um but you know, I was pretty badly injured. And yeah. um, I remember and and I and I wrote a lot of things down because I then I was opening up and a lot of information was mm -hmm. coming through and I was vibrating at such a high frequency that the information was coming through to match the frequency and vibration I was at in this state. Um there are a few there are some specific knowings mm -hmm. that are crystal clear as day that um yes the 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 short answer is yes i do remember and it's it's been an ongoing um not mission but like you walk with this expanded sense of knowing so it's like oh right oh this is what it's about so then you practice it and then you mm -hmm. And, and that gets complicated because we're wired as human yeah, beings, yeah. right? Um, and yes, I do. I remember what I heard. I heard um, words from a presence other than my own, yet that presence, guide, whatever, that that presence that was connected in with my higher self was, it's like that oneness, yet also sep separate, not, not in a dualistic sense, but I remember hearing it's time to live big. Like I remember that I heard when I, before I came in, I remember hearing all is truly well. And I remember the understanding and the knowing of the depth of the level of forgiveness when I came back and understanding that and recognition, really recognition and living the namaste, right? Mm -hmm. Like honoring and seeing yeah. and knowing that essence and that divinity that exists in everyone, despite who someone's being in their humanness on the outside, like that really exists. That solidified knowing that this is real and, and being able to see through that now, you know, that, like I said, I, I, I had been going through turmoil with someone in my life and I totally got that he was just being who he was being like it wasn't personal it wasn't we come here to 
teach each other lessons, to show each, relationships are our greatest teachers, right? It's showing us where we have the growing work. Like there was no, it wasn't personal. So there was a deeper showing me of all of that. Yeah. You know, and Ram Dass has this thing he says, you know, Ram Dass, mm -hmm. the great teacher Ram Dass. He said, we are conditioned to treat people as who they, they're being, not as the essence of who they truly are. And I, what happens when we're empathic to begin with is we treat people as the essence of who they truly are. And then we don't have boundaries. And then it becomes that dance. And then we're like, but I see your potential. I see your possibility. And that's not who they're being. And I really got that, oh, we can recognize and honor the essence of who someone truly is and pay attention to their being and pay attention where our lessons for growth are in it and have boundaries. Like it's okay. You could still acknowledge that love and that purity and that light that exists in another mm -hmm. and me and people have different access to that or access it in different ways. So, yeah, you can love with an open palm and that's something that took me way too long to learn, but not, well, I don't say too long because I think we all learn things when we're meant to learn them. But I was that person, you know, that just saw the potential and the light in everyone and, mm -hmm. and let too many people in and did not hold my boundaries. And now mm -hmm. I think I'm able to say, okay, I don't like the way that person's behaving. I really need to distance myself from this, but it doesn't right. mean I love them less or have less right. compassion because I always try to think of why they're being, why, what led them to being that way. You know, it's like, perhaps they had a traumatic childhood or perhaps it doesn't excuse their behavior, but it's an explanation that I can have compassion for. And I can say, well, it's not their fault. They're mentally ill, for example, but it's also something that I can't really allow in, in because this type of whatever, this type of behavior is toxic. Um, right. Exactly. It's, 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 it kind of reminds me of the Byron Katie, like there's your business. There's the other person's business and there's the divine, the God, God's business or the, the business of the divine. And so much of the time we get into other people's business yeah. or we allow other people's business to get into us without having that like, oh, actually this has nothing to do with me. Like this is their journey yeah. and where they're at and all right. You know, yeah, so that's something that. we learn. Yeah. And I like that you were able to see it as, okay, this wasn't something that was personal. Yes. Yeah. It hurt me, but that was actually probably our, we chose, we in a way chose this, you know, coming into yeah. this life as we chose this interaction to help us grow. Right. And so we can, and, and we'll repeat it until we get it. You know, it's like, that's, I, I really got certain things in the experience and it doesn't mean I'm not human, like yeah. no spiritual truths and have spiritual knowledge and have all this access to these high vibrational states and being and working through it on this human physiologically biologically wired level is um is there's also that to work with and it's so fascinating to me now about and i love that science and brain research is supporting energy it's like the merging of spirituality and science. I just, it's so wonderful. Yeah. Right. And yeah. So, yeah, I know one of my last guests, um, one of my last guests, Mia Simone actually right. has done a lot of research about, about the science. Um, so, so that you may not even look at it as spirituality. It could be, it's all one thing. And we were saying that 
science and spirituality are not actually in opposition to each other. It's all the same thing. I mean, right. where does exactly. science come from? Where do, where do the elements of science come from? And that's the, that's the greater question. So now when you, um, you had to return to this body in which you were in a lot of pain and yep. were you able to process what had happened or what you had seen on the other side while you were in this type of, um, you know, while, while you were in this type of pain or were then you just kind of like in the body and focusing on that? So when I came back, um, I was in, I was hyper attuned. I could hear a mouse, um, sneeze. Like my, my hearing was super attuned and I was, you know, there was so much concern about my physical body. My, I had a fractured pelvis, a fractured sacrum. I, there was internal swelling up. I, yeah. There was all sprains along my right side. I had staples in my head. You know, there was so much focus on that. And I was in like, whoa, part of it probably was shock and trauma of my body. Part of it was like having this experience. And part of it was whacking my, I, I mean, I, like I said, have a mild traumatic brain injury it's like the um proprioceptively there was it was very hard to separate I was just yeah. merged with everything and I remember being in rehab and I saw something I saw Dr. Oz was in interviewing this woman have you heard this no before? okay so Dr. Oz was interviewing this woman and I don't know who this woman was, but she was explaining that she had this experience and she described it as the, like, imagine you have a, imagine your hand, imagine this is you, this is me, this is the other person, this is the sister, this is the mother and everyone's separate, yet we're all merged in, and this is the oneness. And I don't remember if that's the way she said it, or that's what I, my takeaway was it. But I remember saying, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I experienced. That was the experience I had. And then six months later, I was talking to a friend and she asked if I heard of Anita Morjani. Oh, and it I turned out, I was like, oh, that was the woman I heard. Like I looked into it, it sounded familiar. And then I looked back and, you know, I had started to hear and see like my clairs were turned way up. And I was starting to receive messages and channel information. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if anyone read my journals, they would think that I'm like totally crazy. But it was, I knew what, inf and I would say who is speaking. And I was told, I was told specifically um, the different vibrations I was, I was channeling. One, I heard Akasha. So then I looked up on Akasha, like I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't, that wasn't my realm of um, dabbling before, you know, and, and just different channeling that would, that, that occurred. So there was definitely this access and over the years I've kind of honed in on and, and, and and kind of um, cultivated certain things because what do you do with all of this, right? right. It's, so, yeah. 
Yeah, that's. I think that answered the question. I, I actually was willing to ask you that as well. First of all, um, Anita Morjani's book, Dying to Be Me, is mm-hmm. one of the greats. Um, I love it. And it's, I actually studied with Monica the Medium, Monica Tenkate. And in mm-hmm. her book, and also in class, she talks about um, the, when people ask, well, how is it like where I don't understand what's a soul versus a spirit or whatever. She says, it's like a, um, a Clementine, like a tangerine and orange. Um, and you've got the, the Clementine and it has, it's one big thing and that's your higher self. And then because, or people will ask, how could it be that we reincarnate? Because how come a medium can bring through my grandma if she's already in another body? Well, that's what the question was. And it's this, it's, there's this higher self that we all, we all have this higher self. And then each piece of us is a little wedge of the, of the fruit. So we can be, and because of the no time thing, and because we can be in multiple places at once, which is like that, what? Um, And then this was always my question. Well, how can we be talking to my grandma if she's already reincarnated? Well, you don't lose grandma. She can be grandma and she can also be a child in India. And she can also be, um, you know, a man in a, in a different country. It, it, so it, you can be all of the things at once, which is really hard to fathom, but the, but the, the fruit that's our higher self. And that's where we, it's, it's almost, it's like our, it's the source. It's the source of what each of us come from. And then I think there's also the greater source, which is where all of these little Clementines come from, but, or maybe it's all one thing, but um, it, it makes sense about, I love that she said that. And now that you say it, I remember her saying something like that. Yeah. I, um, I, you know, I was also, so two things that, that, that just brought up for me is I had that same question. Yeah. So did I. And, and I've done a lot of studying, like I said, in the last five years and a lot of refining of these skills. And it's almost the way it's been shared with me, which really resonates for me, it's like the spirit is the flavor of your soul. Like the spirit is like the essence, the, the, the flavor, the specific flavor of your soul, your unique soul, right? And with, and, you know, and, and what I love, again, with quantum physics and science now proving that different planes of existence mm-hmm. exist at the same time. So, and it's so interesting, like even, even when you think about collapsing timelines, if like your future self, and if you make a choice in this moment that is aligned with how you see yourself to be in the future, you're bringing the future to the present. It's like all of this amazing, amazing ancient wisdom that's being presented in new ways and, and scientifically supported and there was something about, about with Anita Marjani. So, you know, for a while I didn't want to listen or hear, I didn't read about anyone's near death experience. I I didn't want it to color how I explained what happened. So until I had my own was, was like, um, way of integrating the experience. And then I started to like, listen a little bit, say, oh, it's so interesting because there's so many overlaps about how people express it and explain it, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, so that, and the other thing I wanted to say is, you know, it's so fascinating to me that there's Kundalini yoga, right? And there's working with the chakras, which I heard your last interview. Yeah. And then there's, 
and everyone has their own language with how to describe the same thing. Then you go to a Joe Dispenza workshop and he has you breathe and like, all right, breathe it up, breathe it up, breathe it up to the center of your head. And he doesn't say Kundalini, like rising it and, and stimulating the pineal gland yet that it's all the same thing, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, I love it. It's just, it's different. It's language that different people understand. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. I forget the name of that phenomenon, but it's where you start to learn. Cause I've read Joe Dispenza too, and all of it. And so it all starts to form, you start to see the parallels and you start to right. see what parts match up. And um, that's why I was never religious because I always felt like there's truth in every religion. It's like, I feel like we're all talking about the same thing. We just have different interpretations of what it is based on you know our, our human experiences. But I think all religion comes back to there's something greater than us. And exactly. There's higher, you know, there's a higher something that we're exactly. There's the, the, the thing I was, I just remember what I wanted to share is when I, I was at um, a family friend's graveside funeral and um, the rabbi was talking about his soul, like what, where the soul goes and the essence and what happens. And the way he described it totally gave words to what I know that I know that I know. Like we all have a knowing, yeah. it's uncovering the knowing. We all have a remembering and a knowing and we can access this place of knowing that's connected to source through meditation and through certain practices, which I, that, are, that, I mean, that's the whole thing about grounded illumination. How do we ground it and have these experience and ground the wisdom and the knowledge in our everyday lives, right? Mm -hmm. And this rabbi was, so I told him after I said, the way that you just described about where the soul goes. I had a near-death experience and this is what I experienced. So he wanted to hear about it. And he said, what you're describing in, is in the Kabbalah, that's this place. And then there's this place, like he, he validated and he, he, um, he validated just the existence of those ancient mystical traditions where, and, and spiritual traditions that religion and dogma sprang from they are so connected i mean they are they're all saying the same thing but, yeah you know. and i always used to wonder and i'd always I'd, I'd wonder aloud at times um but how do we know that what's in say the bible is happened or what and now i'm starting to see that it's because it's people like you that brought the information back um right. you know, right. it's it's when they say it's channeled i'd say yeah but i get that but it's also it also is is um, subject to being misinterpreted in certain circumstances. Right. But when right. you have actually crossed over and you haven't even crossed over forever, you know, it's like, we know that there's still something even for, we don't even know what it's like to, to stay there and what, what other levels there are past what you felt and, and experienced. Um, right. That, and everyone, it seems like when people pass and come back, they go to different stages. Sometimes they just have a knock on the head and they kind of just like, cross over for a second, see it come right. back. Sometimes it's like they're under for, you know, like Dr. Eben Alexander, yep. like he's had, he's in, he's in a coma and he's kind of like floating around in all these different um, experiences, but it is the people like you that bring back the, the knowing and the experience. And I did want to ask you when you hear channeled information, um, what does it, how do you differentiate it between, I mean, how do you differentiate between your own thoughts and 
um, channeling for you? What does that feel like so that, you know, it's not coming from you. So what I started to do is I actually, when I feel it coming on, it depends. Sometimes I have like my, cause it just will happen. Sometimes I can invoke it or ask, and sometimes it just happened. It's like a, this whooshing feeling mm -hmm. almost. And I've started to speak it yeah. or I write it and it's language. It's, it comes through in a voice that I would, that's not my voice. And the, and the words and the language is so different than how I speak. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And everyone has the ability mm -hmm. to open up. It's just that we're not practiced at it. You know, right. people, and just like with the, with the different clears that exist, you know, we can have a leaning towards one. And that's one for me, um, this clairsentience and clairaudience and claircognizance. I mean, I could just see, know how things fit together, like a puzzle yet. And th those are my more, um, uh, cultivated mm -hmm. yet. And I have, I came back with inclinations to that. Um, so with channeling, you just, it's, it's kind of like you could, you start to know when it's your own thoughts or your ego mm -hmm. coming in, if there's questioning, if there's doubt, and then if you just get out of the way, does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It and rec me. Recording is amazing. Cause like I'm recording, I'm like, who's speaking? It's wild. That is so, yeah. And I know yeah. I was just having a conversation with another one of my guests, who's a friend of mine, Clayton Silva, and this morning about, um, you know, my developing mediumship. And he was saying, we were talking about that. And I, he said, he goes, I'm hearing that you're in doubt and that you're, he goes, why are you doing that? He said, let's talk about that. And I said, it's this feeling of um, having as a human being, having to give over total control to something we can't see and yeah. have blind faith and have, but I have to give it for me to be the best medium I can be. I have to trust 100% that I'm not making it up, that I'm not guessing. And I have to get up on stage and not know my lines and fully trust that spirit's going to do the work for me. And my human brain is resisting. Yep. I'm like, there has, she's like, cause you're not wanting to let go of control. You're like, I have to be right. I have to. And it's that going, okay, I believe in spirit, but I, I said, I heard a voice in my own head saying, how much do you trust me? Like, you have to show me how much you trust me. And I'm like, yes, I have to trust you to the point where I'm willing to jump off a cliff without a net and just go, I trust you to exactly. use me as a channel. You're the whoosh. It's like being the conduit. Marianne Williamson says being the faucet, right? Like you're the faucet and it's gonna, and it comes through. And it's so interesting because I heard you say, I believe in spirit, but right. Yeah. It's the, but it's, but, but it's the, what comes after the, but, and it's also, you know, what I've learned in my trainings is, is just saying the thing, getting comfortable saying the thing. And it sounds like you practice this yeah. of, even if it sounds crazy to you, like, yeah. oh, there's a little poodle that's jumping on your head. Like, mm -hmm. but like maybe that means something to the other person, yep. right? You know, I, I have these spontaneous moments where um, people or people have passed the, the essence and the soul of someone who has passed will come through. And it's funny because my, I, 
I wasn't necessarily, um, what's the word, inclined to mediumship, yet it's really calling to me lately to really delve into it more. So sometimes it spontaneously happens yeah. over the past several years. And I mean, I also had an experience. I was with my grandmother when she passed and that was a wild experience. That was well before the accident. Um, and so someone will come to me and I'll share with the person it's intended for what they said. And it, 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 she's like, oh my gosh, like it means something. Yeah. She's like, that's the color she was wearing when she yeah. went into the water, whatever it was. It, it's wild. I mean, that's that evidentiary mediumship where you just share the information that you're getting and it lands for someone because it, it actually is real. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. You know, yeah, I know I did a reading the other day and I said, I'm just going to tell you everything I see, even though this to me seems like a nothing. And I said the first I said, I see this house and just a sliding glass door and there's a pool in the backyard. And I said, but it's just cement. There's no grass. And she goes, my husband loved our house. I didn't like it because it had a pool, but it, there was no grass for the dog to run around in. Like to me, it was just like, I was just seeing a backyard. Was exactly. About it. That seemed relevant to me. And she's like, no, that was the thing is I'm like, but there's no grass back there. And he liked it because of the pool, but she's like, but there's no grass. What's a pool. If you don't have a place for the dogs to run around. And it was to me, I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, I see a house and cement. There's just cement and a pool and it's incredible. And then later in the reading, I had said, I said, I see him with a wheelbarrow and there are bricks in it and someone's laying brick. I'm like, was he a carpenter or something? And she's like, I don't know. And then later when she's telling me how he passed, she said he passed in a plane crash and it's just, he hit the water. Like um, it was like he hit a, a brick wall. And then she goes, Every time I tell that story, I say, it's like he hit a brick wall and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is the weirdest way that they communicate because yep. I'm like, what could that mean? And she's like, I don't know. And then when she says it, she's, and, and so it's the way I just said, I can't believe the way they communicate. It's so clever. And yet it's not what we're expecting. Right. Right. It's amazing. I mean that like, it's amazing. And you would never know that, No. you know, and I think, you know, right now, since during the pandemic and during in these times, there's such a shift and people are opening up to awakening more to this, something more yeah. that there's something more, right. And, the, and people are willing to, to step into the unknown more and embrace the unknown more. And it's an amazing shift, you know, on the planet right now. It's, I, it's surprising because I was expecting so much negativity. I was a little nervous about putting this out there. Like yeah. um, I was expecting people would be like, you're crazy. And I'm sure there are people that do think that not one person yeah. has said anything. The only people that have said anything are people that are saying, this is so cool. I've always been curious. Could I get a reading? Can I, I'm, I tell me more about this. And I love this, these interviews that you're doing. And I, fully expected most people to be like, what's happening? My cat's having a little bit of a fit. She's, but you know, I, I fully expected that. And I'm finding more and more people as the years go on are totally open and yeah. to it. And I don't know if it started with, you know, these mediumship shows like the Long Island medium and people either think, oh, it's all acting or they, I think it's opened it up to a wider audience where yeah. it's mainstream now in a way that it was. Yes. Works. 
And a lot of things like whether it's mediumship or even Reiki, right? I do yeah. Reiki. Um, I'm a Reiki healer and, and other intuitive healing modalities that I've trained in and studied in. And, and it's becoming more mainstream in that regard, like hospice Reiki or, you know, and, yeah. and, and also or just people going for Reiki and the benefits. And, and, and again, that there's now some people want medical proof and that's, that's becoming more and more available now. Right. That's right. And also the, um, you know, measuring frequency and, and, and measuring sound and measuring vibration. Like it's just amazing to me because it's like, it makes sense to us because we're attuned to it. Right. But when people do need more evidence based, that's, that's starting to exist more and more, which I find super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I want to ask you about, because of all of the stuff you've learned, like what actually, what services you do for other people in terms of like Reiki mediumship. And I just wanted to make a comment about Reiki before, because for anyone who doesn't know it's energy healing. And, um, I, I Reiki level two certified and the other day I was babysitting and the mom came home and she's like, Oh no, the baby's the, the garbage truck woke up the baby. She's like, he's just not going to settle down, but I don't want him to see me. Cause then he'll get up. So she said, can you just go up and just see if you can get him down? And he was quiet. She goes, so that's it. He just went back down. I said, yeah. I go, yeah, I just, I did Reiki on him. I go, yeah, I just did Reiki on him. And she goes, of course you did. And literally right. all yeah. I did was I didn't talk to him. I just, and just, and he just went, and I've tried that with babies before and it's worked. It works. I don't, you know, uh-huh. it's really incredible. So I would uh-huh. love to hear like, what were you doing before? Um, you know, and, and what kinds of, um, modalities have you adopted and do you offer actually as, do you offer the as services? I think you do. I think you do. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say. I do. So I, you know, any, I feel like this information, having a near death experience and coming back, there was. I don't say a mission because that's like a mission. It, yeah. it, it's the imperative and the guidance is sharing the information in whatever way it supports, helps, encourages, inspires, um, comforts another person, because that's where all, you know, death and dying, that's inevitable for everyone. And and even now, right? Like with the virus, it's been there. That's, that's people's worst, worst fear. Yeah. So, so sharing this information so that people can, can live their life fully without that fear and to access the light that does live inside of us all yeah. and to have ways to access that and to have ways to move through the fears and the ego and all the stuff, the human drama and access that, that place of source and know that all is truly well. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot about free choice and free will. And I'm actually, I'm working on, um, a mentorship program about this, about how to incorporate all of these things that were shown to me and shown to many people. I'm just, I'm just the messenger, right? Right. Yeah. So, so there's that. And it's, it's any ways that I could guide or support or share this information. So another sees themselves reflected in it to, to see their 
own divine essence yeah. is, is really was the imperative to come back. And I do that through Reiki and I do that through energy healing. Um, this, this body of work called infinity healing, Mm -hmm. which is it's science and energy medicine and mentorship and even just counseling, right. Counseling from a place of, um, holding space and and witnessing someone and helping them guide their own intuition because what I found is so much of the time we play small that was the whole thing about living big we play small so much and how do you play big it doesn't take getting hit by a truck to play big right I'm also super passionate about changing the paradigm around aging that we have in our culture you know there's so much focus on I don't know. It's it's like in other cultures, aging and growing older, there's a certain wisdom from experience that comes with that. And people get frozen or stuck or, or not know what to do when they reach a certain age or not want to change careers. And it's like all of the, the intuitive nudges and the knowings that you have in your heart to go for it. Right. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot around that on my website also. I love, I love that. Please mention your yeah. website now. I'm also going to put it below, but I. Yes, it's groundedillumination.com. And the grounded illumination part comes from, we could know these, we could have these nuggets of wisdom through our own experience, yet still repeat the same behaviors over and over or not listen to our intuition over and over and then end up getting hit by a truck because you don't listen to your intuition or whatever it is. Like, how do we strengthen that connection with that place and make choices from that place, make conscious choices from that place? Yeah. So that you articulated that so beautifully because most people I know who went over, who, who went to the other side and, and were kind of shown, if you go back, you, Anita more Johnny included. Um, and my last guest, Wendy um, saying you have a purpose, um, right. that there's something for you to do. And, um, in Wendy's case, she said, but what, what was the purpose? And they're like, I'm not going to tell you that's for you to figure out. But the for you to is, figure out. Yeah. But it feels like that it, it's such a wonderful, it, the message always seems to be being of service, but also putting people in touch with their, the awareness that they are a soul, their divine selves. And, um, because we do walk the earth you know, and I really been working on getting out of that um, judgment space of judging other people. In fact, yesterday I was irritated about something and I couldn't even bring myself to say something negative about the person. And I was, cause I'm practicing so much, just not being, being judgmental, but it's so easy for us to make judgments and there's so much conflict going on, but it's, I, you know, I think the other side of the the universe or God, whatever you call it, um, or all of those things, which are, could be separate. um, I think, not separate, but a separate entity sort of, you know, whether it's our guides or God or whatever you're dealing with, um, they want us to live from a, live here and be grounded and fully experience life and not with our head in the clouds, but with right. the knowledge that we are, we're here to like lift each other up. We're not, you know, dragging yes. each other down and goes against God. That's not what we want. And so it's those people like you and, um, you know, anyone who's 
who's seeking, even if they don't even know it's coming from a spiritual place, that they're doing right, exactly. good, they're helping others and they're trying to see, be forgiving, which is hard. It's really hard. And you know, the thing is about any spiritual practice or any ways that we live life is not to bypass it, not to either have the spiritual bypass, like, oh, it's all beautiful and light and love. And all is, you know, for me, that was really hard because I was like, oh, well, I should know better. Now I have this experience and all is truly well, because it really is. Yeah. And people have free will and choice and discernment and things aren't always all is well in some sense in the human realm because things just kind of suck sometimes yet you know we have a choice to look at the things that happen in our life as happening to us or for us and yes things happen to people yet we can make the choice how is this for me is a question we can ask ourselves and you know, without the bypass, right? Like, oh, I noticed, like I've been doing a lot of somatic experience work and really getting in my body because it's so easy for me to just go out. Like that's my happy place. Mm-hmm. Like, of course I want to go out. And we live in the, in this world, in these bodies and what an amazing gift that is. It's like, you know, it's said that earth is the planet of manifestation. Like we get to have a full range of experiences and, and work through these places of, oh, I know I notice that I'm gripping on to resentment right now and noticing it and not judging ourselves for it, just allowing it like, huh? Okay. Where do I feel that in my body coming back into the body? So we don't get lost in the thoughts about it. Right. Cause then we'll go so down the rabbit hole and like, okay, ego, I see you. You know, we can't push things away because then they'll come back stronger. But how to live in the both end, both spiritual beings having a human experience and actually spiritual beings having spiritual experience and human beings having a human experience. So that was a long way of, of talking about the spiritual bypassing that it's so easy to sometimes do. And instead cutting ourselves a break, if we notice, oh, I'm being judgmental or that person's triggering me because they're, they're judgmental. And then saying, huh, are there ways in which I'm judgmental Mm -hmm. and not judging that, but noticing it. Yeah. You know, noticing and the observation that's important and being aware. Yeah. We're not going to be perfect. Otherwise, why were we put here? Right. Exactly. To to grow and evolve and learn. And I know. Yeah. And also one more thing on my website is really using um, the experience of going through all of the, the trauma that happened at one time Yeah, to, to guide people to practical, pragmatic tools to navigate through, to build that resiliency muscle almost before you need it. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, and when the shit hits the fan, you're not like a deer in the headlights, right? Like you get right. to practice accessing a place of peace and calm inside of you or how to work around things or or switch your thoughts and thinking like neurologically so yeah right and is there anything um that i didn't ask that you think is important to share or um it could be an experience it could be amusing no pressure at all, but if there's something that you've sort of taken from this whole experience and what you really want people to know, even though you've provided so much, I mean, I'm, I, everything you said is just fantastic. I just wonder if there's something, if you could tell somebody 
something, you know, like anyone. What's coming to me right now is that love is a state of being and love exists within us. It's, we go looking for it and returning to a place of self-love is where it all starts. Mm -hmm. And and really, I mean, deep self-love, right? And a way to do that is by acknowledging and honoring that divine spark within us, because that divine spark comes from love. It is love. It's what love is made of. And we can access that place within our own being and be from that place with others. And it starts to become a little easier and then more and more easier to reflect that place within us so another sees themselves in that reflection. So beautiful. Thank you so much. You, I definitely believe that you were sent back here for this purpose, because honestly, it's, as you've said before, it's so hard to put into words. It's hard to find the words because it is, yeah. it's a different reality and you have put them into, I think Thank very you. clearly into very clear succinct words, um, descriptive and yet not so abstract, but it's not something we can all relate to. And thank um, you. You're That's really that work. Thanks, Shannon. That means a lot. Cause I, you know, I just started to share my story and it's, it's been five years. It's only been five years and it has been five years at yeah. the same time. If there's like, that seems like, Oh, uh, whatever time is irrelevant. In that sense, it's just, it's still integrating and it's still integrating. It's still integrating and, and how to express it in a concise way or in a way that that is really valuable for people, you know, and succinct. So I'm working on the succinct, like here's A, here's B, here's C. And that's why on my website, I when I share my near-death story, um, uh, the story of what happened, I put it into three categories of the three different, the all is well, it's time to live big, and we are so much bigger than our bodies. And all the understandings and the knowings that are now solidified in every cell and particle within me and around me. Um, Because you can't unknow what you know that you know, that you've uncovered, that you remember, that you knew it. And so it's more solidified and succinct on the website. And I'm working on it. So if anyone wants to help do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I love it. In fact, you were just of service to me today because so much of what you said was exactly, I think it's, I think everyone who watches this, it's, they need to hear that thing at that time because everything yeah. you said, I was like, mm-hmm, girl, like, I, you know, I really related. And I think a lot of other people will too. So I want to thank you for the work that you're doing and for being vulnerable enough to share your story um, and put yourself out there in the way that you are. And um, again, Please say your website again because I know I'm gonna. It's yep. It's www.groundedillumination.com. Well, this has been such a gift and a pleasure, Felice. Um, thank you so much. I can't wait for people to see this, and um, I'm so happy to see you. So, I'm sure you know there's still some physical um, repercussions, but you just seeing you, so you know, beautiful and glowy and just looking so healthy. Your life is such a gift as well. So I'm glad that you're here. And thank you you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you for who you be in the world. Really, what a gift.